What's up, everybody? Welcome to Mike Dolce Show. Been busy the last couple weeks, and I know you guys are like, gosh, darn it, Dolce. You and that busy, busy, busy excuse. And I understand it is. Well, it's not an excuse, but I'm making an excuse. I'm using it as an excuse. Um, life's been a little busy. It's hard. Believe it or not, and maybe most of you will understand this, it's difficult to actually sit down in the studio and turn on the mics and talk at you guys for an hour or so because there's so much in my face here. The biggest problem, I think, is having the studio in the facility because in the facility, there's 10 or 20 people walking around at any given moment, and that takes the time. So it's, it's harder to break free. So right now I like to schedule these, these locked door times and we need to do this more often. Doors are locked front and back. Can't come in. Lights are off. I have one light on right now inside the studio and, and just talking at you. What I wanted to really go deeper in with you guys, as some of you probably have seen, I discussed ketosis recently on our Periscope page and on our Instagram live. And they were 30 minutes. I did about 30 minutes or so with the general overview. I'm going to touch on that overview briefly, but I want to get a little deeper with you guys because the Mike Dolce Show audience is an educated audience. You know what the hell we're talking about. We don't have to take you through nutrition 101 per se. We can dig down a little deeper, and we can wipe away most of the bullshit. And that's the point of my talking points, using that word twice. The point is, let's wipe away the bullshit. Let's clean this thing up. Let's let's understand exactly what we're doing, why we're doing it, how it's getting done, so we can increase efficiency, so we can facilitate adaptation at a more efficient rate, because that's what this is about. It's adaptation. That's what the body does. As a biological organism, all we do is adapt and evolve. That's all That's all we do. It's constant adaptation to everything. The light goes on, we have to adapt. Someone yells, we have to adapt. Um, you know, deadlift bars in front of me, I have to adapt. And that's what this is about. With nutrition, it's just curated adaptation is how we approach it. We're not forcing, we're not tricking. You can't trick the body. You'll never trick the body. You'll just put some you know, obstacles in front of it that it will adapt in mostly a predictable fashion. So you're not tricking anything. You're just curating the stimuli to facilitate that adaptation. That's the appropriate way to look at this. You're not tricking your body. You're not hacking your body your body. You're simply allowing your body, the biological organism that it is, to adapt in a predictable fashion. And we want predictability. Predictability is key. The body strives for a state of homeostasis at all times. That is balance. Do not fuck with me. Leave me right here. It's good. I got this. That's what the body 
constantly wants. And that's a good thing that we're aware of that. What we need to do is maintain that relative state of homeostasis and allow for transitional adaptations slowly guiding or curating this biological organism to adapt and evolve and replicate in the direction with which we like to go. And that only comes through predictability. That comes through trial and error, experience, scientific data, hypothesis, testing. That comes with evolving ourselves, our processes, And that's the tie-in. So when we talk about ketosis, what we're talking about is a very complex metabolic process in which the body preferentially utilizes stored fat as its fuel source, main fuel source, instead of the more available carbohydrate stored as glycogen expressed as glucose as that energy for the for the the body to use now let's go back again so ketosis is a metabolic process that the body doesn't easily transfer into at best by those who really know what they're doing when it comes to living ketogenic lifestyles At best, it may take them a week or so. If they're experienced in already doing this, the layperson coming off the street 20, 30, 40 years of traditional eating, especially if it's first world United States, America style of eating, you're so hooked on processed sugars your system's so fucked up right now, you think you're going to snap your fingers? And in three days, I'm going to be in ketosis. You are shitting yourself. You are lying to yourself. And someone else is intentionally or accidentally selling you this lie. You're not jumping into ketosis. Now, all the relevant data that I've seen, and you can do your own research, just simply go to PubMed. That's, I mean, that's where everybody should go to research anything I ever say. Go to PubMed and check it out. Anything anybody ever says, health, nutrition, fitness oriented, go to PubMed and read the research. Read the research, research, draw your own conclusions because we're all running our own independent tests on ourselves at all times, evolving and adapting in our own very special and particular way. So we should all educate ourselves on what our body's actually doing so we can be the curators of our health and of our fitness. But I digress. When we're talking about ketosis, we're talking about a metabolic process. Completely different from the process your body is currently operating within. Your body is using glucose primarily as its fuel source. That inherently is not a bad thing, regardless of what those in the high-fat, low-carb community say. Now, I agree with them in many areas, and I simply talk the way I do to differentiate more specific points within the conversation, because there's not simply ketosis or not ketosis. It's a range of sensitivity to blood sugar 
to insulin. It's your body's sensitivity or lack thereof and insensitivity to respond efficiently to sugar. Now, if we can harness the body's sensitivity to sugar, we become powerful. Insulin is the most powerful hormone in the human body, more so than testosterone. That's right. Picture the bodybuilders of the 70s and 80s or so. Arnold Schwarzenegger's, Franco Colombo, Larry Scott, Steve Reeves. Go back in time a little bit. Picture all those bodies for decades, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Those guys look relatively the same. And you could see when the steroids kicked in, in the 60s, 70s or so, through the 80s. And then insulin came in in the 90s. And the bodybuilders turned into freaks, freaks, putting on 40 pounds in a month after doing steroids for decades or more and being already being a professional bodybuilder. You don't put on 40 pounds after already being a professional bodybuilder. You're lucky if you put on four, God forbid, 14, you're maxed out. It's insulin that did this. Insulin that does this, insulin that can do this. Insulin can also get your legs chopped off and put you in a hospital bed or worse due to lack of sensitivity, lack of control. And that control comes down to our consumption. And the Dolce Diet principles, our consumption should be based upon activity while we are one, first rule, Eating a diet of earth-grown nutrients, highly dense in micronutrients. Therefore, we consume a lower total caloric intake and receive maximum micronutrients. Why wouldn't we want to eat the most nutrient-dense food products, ingredients on the planet? Of course we do, and that comes from the earth. Fresh and natural, as raw as we can get it that makes sense to consume it. As in-season and ripe as we can get it. If I can walk out in my backyard, pull a potato out of the ground, fish a you know, trout out of the stream, grab an apple out of the tree, and walk back in the house and eat that, or better yet, eat it in my yard, that's ideal. Nutrient-dense, vibrant, still alive, I want that. Now, if I walk into the supermarket and they have green bananas from Ecuador that were probably picked two or three weeks ago, not even close to being ripe, yeah, it's okay to buy those too if that's the closest that I have because it's December 26th and I'm in Las Vegas and there's no other real food here except for these Ecuadorian bananas. Thank God, because that's better than some other processed crap. I'm not going to go into the processed crap. So number one, earth grown nutrients. Number two, eat based upon activity. And this is where the carbohydrates can come in. Eating based upon what we just did last two to four hour burst or what we're about to do in the next two to four hour burst. Sounds simple. The problem much of the community has is a misunderstanding of how the body responds to carbohydrate intake or what fuel the body prefers for specific output. What does that mean? Just simply being in ketosis or just simply 
being carb-fueled is not good by itself. The body has these gears and these abilities for a reason, for a specific reason. Therefore, it's our belief that we must allow the body to achieve that natural state of homeostasis while providing it for a maximum, maximum micronutrient intake at a controlled relative caloric load based upon activity. But if we have maximum micros, we can really have a lower total caloric intake. So we can walk around leaner and lighter and more functional, more vibrant, more fueled, our cells replicating at a much more efficient rate as they were intended to because they have the building blocks available. We've wiped away the bullshit. We've simply allowed the body to replicate in the manner that it was intended. We're getting out of the way of our design, our natural design. That's what we try and that's our pursuit here as a team of scientists. That's our pursuit. Get out of the way and allow the body to replicate, not to overuse that term, towards its natural design where we produce stimuli for our individual adaptation. And that could be running a marathon or doing a CrossFit competition, becoming a cage fighter or climbing Mount Everest, being super fit mom or, you know, like healthy, uh, vibrant dad. Um, I was going to say lawyer, dude. I don't know why. Um, and that's what we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to, to cultivate. And that's pretty easy the way we look at it. Now let's get back to the whole keto thing within that ketosis concept or within the keto title. Keto is a title. It's a title of a, a perspective. Keto is not the metabolic process. You're quote living keto bra. That doesn't mean you're in ketosis because you're eating less carbohydrates than you used to doesn't mean you're in ketosis because you're eating like no carbohydrates doesn't mean you're in ketosis because you're absolutely consuming zero carbohydrates does not mean you're in ketosis because you're taking exogenous ketone supplements does not mean you're in ketosis or your body's using ketones as its primary fuel source. It doesn't mean that. The only thing that means you're in the metabolic state of ketosis is if you are actually in the metabolic state of ketosis. And just simply being low carb or no carb does not mean you are there. It just means you are low carb, which means you are controlling your insulin sensitivities, and that's where the focus should be. The focus shouldn't be on, quote, keto. The focus should be on controlling insulin sensitivities, allowing your body to become more sensitive, more particular with insulin output, with blood sugar, with how the body actually handles that sugar. Does it store it in the muscles and in the liver to be expressed as glucose for anaerobic exertion? When I'm doing jump squats or push-ups or deadlifts or whatever I might be doing, when I'm sitting down at the computer, grinding away, pumping out content, brain is, is using glucose. That's a good thing when harnessed correctly. And this is where there's a lot of pushback. There's a lot of pushback from multiple communities. The paleo community pushbacks on our message. And it makes no sense because no one from the paleo community have, has ever explained to me how steel cut oats are bad for you. I'm, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to hear that conversation. And that's just one. And then we'll just go down the list of, well, why can't we eat that? So paleo, again, it's, it's, 
the term, and I'm not bashing, of course, there's great things about it. It's a good transitional program from those who are disordered in their eating patterns. And Rob Wolf had said this, I agree 100%. It's a great transitional, but it's not sustainable, specifically for those individuals that want to push a little bit, that have busy lives, that are trying to get after it, that need that little bit of glycogen in reserve for those bursts of output activity, goes back to our Dolce Diet principle number two, is we eat every two to four hours based upon activity. Are we re- recovering, refueling, or are we preparing, pre-fueling for this ne- next little bout of exertion? That allows us to be mindful. It allows us to be accountable for what we consume. And this is where most people fucking blow it off the, the doors, blow the doors off because they're not accountable. They're not accountable. They're not mindful. They make excuses. They make excuses for eating like shit. So this low-carb, zero-carb, quote, keto concept, and this is not for everybody for sure, but I've seen enough people that I'll comment on it. They simply go to this high-protein, high-fat lifestyle for whatever reason in any real way to get an excuse so they can sit down and they can eat shit foods. They can eat blocks of cheese and pounds of bacon and steaks and chicken and and you know, pork rinds. I always throw the pork rinds out there because I people DM me <laughs> pork rinds um, in mass quantity. And that's bullshit too. Yeah, you will see some short-term loss. You, you, you probably will drop some weight, but fuck, that's unhealthy. Jeez, that's unhealthy. Why, aren't, why don't you just be healthy and lose more weight? For a longer period of time, sustainable weight. Why don't you start developing healthy lifestyle habits that will carry you through for the next 80 years or so instead of jumping on and off these different fads? That's what we don't understand. Just eat real food, people. Eat real food in great variety based upon your activity. If you're laying on the couch watching football all day, awesome. I might not eat a a, a carbohydrate that day. Maybe some red grapes and and some some raw cashews mixed in a bowl, kind of like a trail mix. Love that. But I'm not really going carb crazy that day. I'm eating lighter that day. Lots of veg, lean proteins maybe, nuts and seeds, things like that to keep my energy stable throughout the day and delicious and delicious. But I don't need a fucking pizza to sit my fat ass on the couch farting in the cushions all day. What's wrong with you? That's the problem. So it's not being in ketosis or not being in ketosis. It's just not being full of shit. It's just not making excuses and being mindful of, of consumption. Are you, eating a, are you eating a diet that maximizes micronutrient intake? That's step one. I don't care what your protein-carb fat ratio is. I don't care what your macros are. I don't want your calories in versus calorie out, calories out is. Are you eating a diet that fulfills all of your micronutrient needs? You think you are? Have you had your blood work to prove it? Again, are you full of shit? You might be. You have your blood work in your hand. You know what it is? You're optimized? I doubt it. Well, maybe you guys, maybe the audience in the Mike Dolce show, because we talk about this constantly. Every three months is time to get our blood work done. No less than every six months. Science, people. This is science. Not fucking macros, macro splits, Pop-Tarts, ice cream. Zero carb, sucralose, that's not science, that's bullshit. That's capitalism. 
That's cash. That's marketing. That's That's money. That has shit to do with your health. Education. That's what has to do with your health. Not believing the fucking bright, new, shiny toy in the health and fitness industry. Look around you. How does, how does your office work? Look. How's your family look? Look around you. All the people you know one year later, how do they look compared to last year? Usually you'll have one or two outliers. Less than 10% of those that you know will have made dramatic change. That's awesome. A third of the people you know will have good change and then crash and then good change and then crash. But two thirds, <laughs> not to laugh. Well, they put on four to seven pounds in the last year, haven't they? Selling themselves some wolf tickets too. Now let's circle back to this ketosis thing again. Now let's finish it. Are you in ketosis? Have you achieved the metabolic state of ketosis? Have you taken your gasoline guzzling Mercedes and turned it into, in three days, an ethanol humming Prius? No. 90% of you haven't. The outliers might have, could have, for sure some did, for sure some did. A couple. And someone has a 102-year-old grandfather that's been smoking since he was 12 years old. But 7 million people die each year of cigarettes, of tobacco. Right? There's the outliers. We cannot, and us as an education company, we, can, we understand the outliers. We analyze the outliers. We research the outliers. We try and talk to the outliers. We learn as much as we can about the outliers. But when we put out content, when we speak about what's best for you, for me, for my family, for my daughters, for my wife, for my athletes, for my friends, we talk about what works what's known, what's proven, what does not risk health. Health. The first rule, do no harm. Do no harm. Do no harm, people. Rule number one, stop harming yourself. Feed yourself, please. Feed yourself. Stand on the mountaintop and breathe fresh, clean air as much as you want, please. Breathe it. Picture it. Arms up. Eyes shut, breathing. Blue sky all around you. You feel the cold air on your face. <sighs> Eat real food. Eat real food in great variety. Wide variety. What's fresh today? Produce manager, farmer's market farmer. What's fresh today? What, what came out of the ground today? Well, give me those tomatoes. I'm making a salad. I didn't, wasn't planning on making a salad, but look at those tomatoes. Holy sh... We are making salad. We're going to make some um, avocado, spinach, tomato on, on sprouted grain bread sandwiches. Ooh la la. It's like a BLT. Um, we're getting after it. Eat real food. Now, when it comes to carbohydrates... Again, it's the source of carbohydrates. We need to eat 
nutrient-dense carbohydrates. Our carbohydrate, our favorite carbohydrates here. And anybody, please call me, contact me, message me, tell me, please. Any community, keto, paleo, um, who else is out there? IF community, tell me. Macro community, <laughs> all the communities. Why are steel coat, cut oats bad for me? Why can't I eat those? Why am I a, a fucking, quote, douchebag, asshole, idiot? <laughs> because I eat steel cut oats. And so do our athletes, the most amazing on the planet. Mind you, world record holders, Olympic medalists do so too. But tell me why I'm a douchebag because we eat steel cut oats. You also know that oats are highly endorsed by the medical community for cardiac help. Just so, you know, a little caveat before you answer, just, just say that. So again, tell me why you're telling the community that they should avoid oats. Please explain that to me. But yet eat pork rinds. I'd like to hear that conversation, truly. Why are blueberries bad? <laughs> why are blueberries bad? Because they, quote, have sugar? <sighs> well, are Pop-Tarts bad? Yeah, sugar, <laughs> you know, now, now this is a little differentiation of, you know, you know, the pop tart eaters and then, you know, well, most aren't blueberry eaters, unfortunately, of, of these um, exclusionary meal plans. But again, why can't I have those? I can't have those. I can't have more than 38 grams of those per day. 38 grams. Are you sure? <laughs> it's 38 grams. That's the ceiling. Are you sure? Community. I mean, 40, let's say. 42. Could it be? Well, what if it's 35? What if it's 45? How do you know? Oh, no, I'm not in keto. I had one gram extra. Well, here's a little side note that you might not have known, might not have heard, that your body's actually converting amino acids into glucose, possibly as you speak. Those striving to be in ketosis, because you're effectively, likely the majority is not actually in the metabolic state of ketosis. Not that you're not following a keto lifestyle because you're trying to, not properly, because likely you haven't achieved the true metabolic state of ketosis, right? So you're really just on a low carbohydrate diet, so low that your body has almost no fuel now because you haven't achieved the metabolic state of ketosis. You haven't achieved that, so your body's not preferentially using ketones as a fuel source. Therefore, it's screaming for carbohydrate, for glucose, to which you're not consuming nearly enough. So what does the body do? The body will break down the protein you consume, or more specifically, the amino acids in the liver, and convert those amino acids into glucose. Oh, the mic drop process called gluconeogenesis. Please look it up. Understand it. It's true. It happens constantly. And that's okay. That doesn't mean you're bad or you're a dickhead or a douchebag or an asshole. <laughs> it doesn't mean that at all. It just means the body's trying to live, man. Can you just let me live, man? I got some squats to do. You keep taking the stairs, bro. I need some glucose. Can I just have some? And I'll just, I'll just store it. I'll just store it in my muscles and my liver. I swear I will just keep it in the muscles because I'll teach you to consume it in the right amounts at the right times from the right category. Just enough to store it into my muscles, my healthy, hardworking, anabolic, growing muscles. 
I'll just keep it there. And then, of course, you know, in the liver, because that's, that's, that's the powerhouse. That's where it all goes down. Deal? Deal, body. Let's go get sexy. And that, it's that easy, ladies and gentlemen. It's that easy. You know, you're not eating pizzas and, and chocolate cake and candy. You're having a quarter cup of oats. Half cup of blueberries, half cup of strawberries and or blackberries. Maybe a quarter cup of raisins. Two tablespoons chia seeds, two tablespoons hemp seeds. Tablespoon or two of coconut flakes. A little bit of cinnamon. I'm adding more and more lately to my cinnamon. Oh, so awesome. A dollop. A dollop of almond butter or peanut butter dipped into that bad boy. Please, someone out there, tell me why that is bad. Why that meal is bad for me. By the way, I'm at 9% body fat right now. What? 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 At 41 years old, look at all of our athletes. Every photo you've ever seen of our athlete weighing in, just know they ate oats every single morning for eight weeks. Even during fight week, peak week, quote, low-carb week, we don't go low-carb during fight week, ladies and gentlemen. Look at our athletes. That's more a sense of electrolyte manipulation than anything else. When you have well-fed, well-fueled athletes, it really just comes down to electrolyte manipulation. So the body sheds the unnecessary water. Look at our athletes. The last three years have been talking about how they're eating dinner the night before weigh-ins and breakfast and fluids the day of. We actually start our rehydration about 16 hours before the athlete even steps on the scale. The power of carbohydrates, if you know how to utilize those. And why wouldn't you want to have carbohydrates in your, your diet, in your life? If one, it allows you to be healthier, they allow you to be healthier, you can be healthier, you can be healthier. Science shows that you can live long with carbohydrates, the proper, the right carbohydrates in the right quantity at the right times. This is not an, an, an uh, a approval to just go and eat carbs when you want, how you want. No, that's bullshit. Specifically chosen carbohydrates at the right time based upon activity. Pre-workout, 90 minutes or so beforehand, I'm going to throw some carbs in there. I'm going to throw a little white rice in there maybe. I am going to have a slice or two of Ezekiel bread with some almond butter and maybe some sliced banana, just a little bit, like a third. A little bit of local raw honey drizzled on top. Mm. Heck yeah, why wouldn't I? Maybe I'm going to have some our, our quinoa pudding. Quinoa, cinnamon, almond milk, and raisins all boiled together, hot, and then you let it cool down in the fridge and you take it out. It's like rice pudding from the old days. It's delicious. Clean, burning, ooh, energy, delicious. Maybe that, just a little bit though. Teacup size. A little boost, a little burst. You know, shit. 15 to 75 grams, depending on the person, depending on the size, depending on the workout, depending on the two to four hour windows that we talk about. It all depends. Just going to train arms, just a little touch. Me, maybe I am only getting 15 grams, 20 grams for that meal. Oh, squat day, hell day, deadlift day. Yeah, you better believe I'm going 40 to 75 for that day. Post-workout, same thing, carb window. That's when we hit, can hit, should hit our clean burning carbs again. 
typically post-window, we can go a little higher because we've depleted, we've glycogen depleted. Why wouldn't we take advantage of that anabolic process? I don't understand. I don't, and that's why I don't bash keto. I love the concept of it. And yes, we can actually, and what we do is we work with the, the goal of keto in our process of low carb, because it's really, it's low carb living. We embrace keto as a low carb lifestyle, as a lifestyle that can bring about insulin sensitivities, but only to those of the community that understand this, not those that blindly eat low carb and just quote keto, bruh. And go on with their day. You're not learning anything. You're not evolving. You are not curating adaptation at that point. And that's your job. Your job is to curate that adaptation while fulfilling all micronutrient requirements. So the cosmetic is secondary. The scale is secondary to health, health of the organism. That is primary. Back to do no harm. Rule number one, do no harm. So we ha- always have to follow rule number one before we start rule number two. Do no harm. Now, I'm not going to say you won't lose weight when you just go zero carb. Of course you will. But what kind of weight are you losing? Muscle mass? How much muscle mass are you breaking down in relationship to fat mass, non-functional mass? And for how long? Two, three. What happens at the six-week mark, at the 12-week mark, at the 18-week mark? What happens then when you follow that lifestyle long enough? Are you drug-assisted? We have to throw that out there also. So if you're drug-assisted, do you. You can pretty much do whatever the hell you want to and get away from it. But these philosophies, the core science philosophies, we believe and we've seen, they assist. Enhanced or not enhanced, doesn't matter. The better, I don't want to say the better program, but I believe the more complete program will be more complete for the, any user, the individual user. And we finish on micronutrient density, micronutrient density. It is our belief that you, if you must resort to supplements in order to fulfill all but one or two deficiencies that you cannot replace by food, vitamin D, additional vitamin C maybe, Maybe a little protein isolate if you're hard training, and that's 20% of the population that should only be taking protein supplements or even sports supplements and probably all supplements. But why we say this is because you must have a, a, a nutritionally diverse diet established in order to truly identify if you have deficiencies. Those who simply supplement often do so to allow for incomplete nutrition. That's the wrong way to look at it. I'll just take a multi. I'll, co- I'll get it covered. It's covered. No, it's not covered. It's likely not covered because what you're consuming, your body likely isn't absorbing 100% of that. And there's various, you know, various opinions and some research that show from almost none to a higher percentage, but not even of all nutrients in that um, spectrum. And if you look at some of these multivitamins, they have so many darn, so many individual micronutrients. It, it would be impossible to adequately absorb them all, and many of which would conflict and, and contradict each other, uh, making that harder. Food typically doesn't do that. It doesn't do that nearly as much. There's much more, um, much higher percentage of healthy absorption of real food than there will be with purchased supplements, over-the-counter supplements. So don't rely on supplements. Rely on micronutrients extracted from your food 
to be repetitive, the way we do that is eating a diet of earth-grown nutrients in wide variety, in season, ripe, as minimally prepared as possible to safely consume. That's the way we do it. And that does include oats, and it does include quinoa, and it does include amaranth, and it does include white rice and white potato and sweet potato. It does include blueberries and strawberries and bananas and apples and pears and plums and cherries and nectarines and and pomegranates and acai and broccoli and Brussels sprouts and kale and chia and hemp and almond and wild-caught meats and line-caught fish. That's what it includes. Again, tell me where that, that menu's wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Show me how that's wrong. Now, if you're only eating white rice all day and bowls and bowls and bowls, of course, you idiot. But we know not to do that. The carbohydrates, we eat in smaller portions, a quarter cup. A quarter cup of a carb at a time, if you're going to be using it to either replenish from lost carbohydrate stored in the muscle and the liver or storing it for future use, that's the way we look at it. Simple. Now we're accountable. Now we don't have to worry about the counting of the macros. Sorry. We don't have to worry about weighing everything out. We always talk in simple form here because we want everybody to understand the message. And we want everyone to receive the message in a manner that you can actually intelligently engage your friends and your family on this topic and hopefully pull the finer points out of the things that we discuss. When we look at our food intake, we need to look at carbohydrates only as fuel. Carbohydrates are not essential per se. Protein is essential. There are essential proteins which must be consumed in order for us to thrive as a biological organism. There are essential fats that we must consume from external sources in order for us to thrive as a biological organism. Carbohydrates, there is no essential carbohydrate. Carbohydrates are simply a fuel source. But what happens if your car has no fuel in the tank? How far does it go? So we need to make sure we're consuming the right types of fuel, the right fuel source, only the premium, top grade, top grade fuel sources, only in the right quantity. And how do we know what the right quantity is? Let's look at carbs in a few different ways. And let me break down the most common categories. We have... Zero carb. Now, a zero carb diet, in my definition, is zero. It is nil, none. There's no trace carbohydrates even in the foods that you consume. It's rough, brutal, a true zero carb diet. 
I mean, we're talking meats, it's lean meats. And even then, they have to be careful of a percentage of a carb somewhere, possibly. Then we have the low-carbohydrate diet. Or I'm sorry, very, very low. So we have the zero. We have the very low. The very low, I would categorize below 20 total grams of carbs per day, but closer to zero. Some will build the range as high as 40. For a very low carbohydrate, you're under that 40 cap, likely under the 20 cap. Because 20 cap, 20 grams of carbs that you're aware of usually mean one and a half to almost two times what you actually consume. So we have the zero carb, which is nothing, absolutely nothing, not a piece of spinach. We have the very low carb, which is sub 20, which is, I mean, that, that's barely any, any veg, little bit of veg, um, hopefully, you know, all of this, you got to be taking some sort of psyllium just to get some fiber to keep things moving. You're going to be shitting rocks, shitting cinder blocks, not fun. So we have zero, we have very low, and then we have low. Low is more between like 40 and 150, typically below 120 people keep it. Um, that would be a low carb diet. We like our, we don't go below 150 on our low carbs. Um, and then we have what's called carb cycling. And that's anywhere between zero all the way down to triple body weight in carbs. So 200 pound person, 600 grams. You can actually go that high sometimes if you're adequately, accurately carb cycling and you've developed a, an extreme uh, sensitivity to insulin and blood sugar. Your body just knows exactly what to do. You are pinpoint perfect with your, your, your carbohydrate consumption and your body's um, partitioning of it. So to back up, zero carb, very low carb, low carb, carb cycle. Now, most people's life should look more like a carb cycle, but I don't really believe in pre-planning a carb cycle. The carb cycle should take care of itself if you're eating mindfully in two to four hour blocks based upon activity, because you'll know inherently how much fuel carbs you should be consuming based upon your expenditure. If it's more of like a, a laid back, easy day at work, I keep those carbs low, zero, zero, zero carb day. I wouldn't take any carbs unless I had some sort of event to recover from on those lower activity days. And if I'm recovering, it's maybe with a, a handful of red grapes, depending, a little short burst, 15 grams or so. Maybe I'll throw it up, bump it up just a little bit. A slice of a sprouted grain bread, maybe that's more of a treat. I like more white rice, white potato quinoa. We always have that in pots in our fridge. I'll just take a quarter cup, half cup, three quarter cup of that quinoa raisin medley that we make. We have fruit bowls, you know, fresh fruit always just sitting, you know, on the countertop. I'll grab one of those piece of that. Some figs. We always got figs and dates laying around. Have a little bit of that if necessary, just a little perk, a little bit. Now on bigger, harder days, Lots of traveling, cleaning out the garage. I'm going to hit a PR on my squat tonight. I got to get that, uh, you know, report done, grind away, take the kids to the baseball game. I'm eating more carbohydrates more often throughout that day, for sure. For sure. That might be a 200, 300 gram carb day for me. 
But the day builds itself the more mindful we are. Now, we can give generalities, of course. Basic templates, this is the way it should basically look. Because we start there, we give the template, but each individual is different. And we want you to curate your own results using just tried and true simple principles, which can be very low, keto-like, keto-esque. But you must be mindful of whether or not you have attained the metabolic state of ketosis. And the vast majority have not. But hopefully you've learned how to use carbohydrates to your best benefit. That's what it's about. It's about your body operating optimally, being completely nutrient fulfilled, hormones balanced, blood work perfect. That's what it's about. Micronutrition, hormone balancing, perfect blood work. It's all, that's what, that's foundation of the pyramid. And we get that by consuming earth grown nutrients in, in wide variety. Someone please tell me, show me something else that's not in a synthetic form a pill, a powder, a potion. That's not where we get our nutrients from. That's just a little bit of perk on top, a little bit of bonus, unless we've identified a true deficiency through blood work. And we've tried all of the the natural holistic methodology to reduce that. You live in Alaska, you're going to be vitamin D deficient. You got to take a vitamin D3 supplement. Talk to your doctor about it. Read the reports. Do your research. You're living in the Pacific Northwest. Vitamin D deficiency. Most people actually have one. Most people don't even know because they don't go to their doctor to get blood work done once a year, let alone once a quarter. Most people don't go once every three years unless they have an event. Getting life insurance, got a new job. Uh, Whoa, I don't know what that was. You know, doctor, chest hurt. What do I do? Blood work. Fuck. And then they don't go back. Blood work. Blood work, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate you guys always being along this journey. It's fun. And I like to hopefully share this content with you guys in a manner that you appreciate. I think you do. It's a smart audience. I'm always impressed with you guys. I love the, the communication. I love the feedback. I love the comments. I love the, you know, the, the social media you know, updates and, and all the things that you guys are doing. I appreciate that. So please always be sure to tag me um, in your stuff. When you're eating one of our meals, when you're, you're hitting the PR, uh, when you're somewhere cool in the world, wearing a Dolce Diet shirt, I always love that stuff. Um, you know, just out there spreading the message through your lifestyle, the healthy, fit lifestyle that you guys are living in public and you know, you're leading your community, you're leading the people around you to, to be more like you. And that's, that's something that we all have on our shoulders. You know, we all need to be an example of health and fitness. When the cupcake cart does come by, we need to one that say, no, I'm good. I'm not going to eat that. And hopefully you can help the other two or three or four people that want to eat it. And they're going to pull that strength from you. And maybe they all do eat it on the first time and the second and the third and the fifth and the seventh. But that eighth time or so, then Shirley's like, you know what? Me neither. Because holy shit, you look awesome. The last eight weeks you haven't eaten from the cart. And I've watched your body change in the last eight weeks. It's awesome. Can I do that too? What are you doing? So I'm not eating real food. You know, I'm, I'm taking the stairs. I'm parking a little farther. I'm walking my dog in the morning. I'm getting up a little earlier. I'm doing this 10-minute little, you know, body weight kind of workout before I take my shower. Um, I joined up at the, the place. You know, I'm, I'm doing the after work thing. But I'm eating real food. 
I'm eating real food. I'm not getting crazy about it. I'm not weighing and measuring everything. I'm just eating real food. I'm making sure I'm eating, you know, three or four servings of green a day, three or four servings of a, a fresh fruit a day, trying to get different one each time if I can. I'm eating a little bit of protein on the side, some good healthy fats. I'm really saying no to all the dressings and the seasonings and the sauces. I'm enjoying food again. And I eat what I want. If I want to eat a little more, I eat a little more. But really, I don't because I'm always full. I'm satisfied when I get done these meals. I feel good. I have energy. I'm, I'm in a different dress size, different suit size, pant size. My waist has gone down. Like my arms, my shoulders look better. Like my neck, I look, I look younger. I look refreshed. Because I eat real food. I exercise intelligently. I get it in. I stay consistent with it. I go harder sometimes and, you know, a little easier, but I, I, I get in, I move, I move. I keep my body moving. I like it. I love it. I've been getting better sleep. I really focused on getting good, restful, peaceful sleep. It's crazy. Kids, family, work, job, career, training, sore, neighbor. But I'm getting better sleep too. I'm paying attention to it. Yeah, forget all that stress. You know, I, I push that stuff out of my life. No more, no more stress. Nope, cut up the credit cards, done. I paid off that last bill, finally, love it. I got some money in savings now. I'm clipping forward. I'm writing down my goals every day. I just feel so more clear-headed. I have such better direction in my day. Things are good. I'm living this holistic lifestyle, suited to my success. And I feel awesome. It's working. Remember, everybody, don't count calories. Make calories count. Boom.